In the technology sector, outside sales have been moving inside for quite some time. And as we are all aware, few are traveling for face-to-face -face sales meetings at the moment. In a recent survey, McKinsey found that nearly half of tech buyer respondents would prefer not to ever meet their sales reps. So with this changing dynamic, the idea of sales as a science is taking hold. My name is Chase Collum, a special projects editor with PEI Media in New York, and that is just one of the ideas we're going to talk about in this special episode of the Spotlight Podcast, sponsored by Premira. Premira is a global equity firm with over 44 billion euros in committed capital, founded in Europe in 1985 with a Menlo Park, California office that was set up in 2009 by tech co-leads Brian Reuter and Richard Sanders. Earlier this month, I sat down with Premier partner Ryan Lanfer, on Zoom of course, to talk about how sales is a science, it's just one of the game-changing concepts he's focusing on in the technology space. We also discussed how his firm is using a two-fund, one-strategy approach to investing in the tech space, and he stressed that even as things in our lives become increasingly automated, people will always matter. Now, most of us have a job or an early formative experience that stands out as the first stone we paved our career paths with. Ryan likes to joke that he's been investing in the technology space since he was a child. I got exposed to investing pretty early in my life. I think it was like a sixth grade stock picking competition. And I was on a kick building my own computers at a time. So I ended up winning that competition. I don't remember exactly what the prize was. And I, I ended up selecting, uh, I invested in a bunch of companies, including Dell and Gateway 2000. And they, uh, they went on a roar in the 90s. So that, that was an interesting way to get into technology investing. In truth, Ryan really credits his pursuit of private equity deals to his entrepreneurial father, Greg Lanfer, and his uncle Ted, who were involved together in multiple business ventures, ranging from children's banks to a key logging software company. Ryan joined Premira in the middle of the financial crisis in early 2009, just as the firm was establishing its Silicon Valley presence. And he's been there ever since. He says it wasn't easy getting the platform off the ground, but after suffering a few L's, the Premira team found their niche. We were, I think, the first European private equity firm to open up a presence in California. We were definitely the new kids on the block and we spent the first two and a half years chasing a bunch of deals and really probably figuring out what we wanted to be. But then we had actually a string of luck and got really successful. The first deal, it's actually funny, kind of like my first private equity job, which is at Premira, was Genesis, which we carved out of Alcatelucent and that we are still invested in today, which I have the great pleasure to be on the, on the board of. Genesis is a customer services focused enterprise software and solutions supplier. Premira acquired it in 2012 in a $1.5 billion carve-out from telecommunications equipment company Alcatel-Lucent, according to Secondary's investor. The company has completed more than 1.2 billion euros in transaction value, becoming one of the 10 largest private software developers in the world, according to Premira's website. And it didn't get there by accident. Yeah, we had the opportunity to back Genesis starting in 2012, there was a transformative acquisition in 2016 where we brought on another investor alongside of us to help fund that deal. And then we got to 
uh, the 2019 timeframe and we decided, you know, the right thing for the business, you know, was to have a management transition just to get new blood in the system. We were many years into it. And actually the, the president of Genesis became a partner over here at Premier with us, which is awesome. He's focused on value creation. Ryan is talking about Tom Egemeyer, who joined Premiera in 2019. So we've had just a fabulously successful run of this business, but we were staring at it and it was in our 2006 vintage fund and we were really excited about the future. But then again, our investors had been, you know, alongside that journey with us for, I think at that point, 12 years. And this is the last material asset in there. And what we decided we wanted to do was go for the next five to 10 years to really turn Genesis into something even more iconic than what it is today. As now is common knowledge, over the past year, growth in the technology space has exploded, both vertically and horizontally, as the world adapted to the conditions necessary to survive. But even as we ease our way back into the company offices, as we begin to travel more and eat fewer home-cooked meals... We're really going to miss that part of this, aren't we? It's been really nice to trade united dinners for family dinners. But we digress. As we transition into whatever comes next, Ryan and the Premiera team believe that the growth that was spurred on by the pandemic will continue. That's why, given the opportunity last year, Premiera decided it was time to lift Genesis out of its 2006 Vintage Fund 4 and through that GP-led secondaries process we were talking about, transfer the company into a new vehicle that is prepared to hold it for another several years. We ended up using it as an opportunity to actually increase our stake and reinvest into Genesis even more, which was really exciting. Ryan said that while it might not be typical to invest even more money into a company eight years in, we're living in atypical times, so maybe atypical is the right way to go. This is one of those examples of a product leader. Their end markets, which is contact center software, was moving slowly to the cloud. And it was just moving slowly and slowly and slowly. And then this thing called COVID-19 happened. And then the world changed. And, you know, this business, I think more, more transformation and adoption of the cloud has happened in the last year than it happened in the last seven years combined. And so now we're enjoying the rocket ship as it takes off. It's one of these great examples of a category leader that if you keep backing a great management team, they just keep finding new ways to innovate and grow. More cloud adoption this past year than in the prior seven that's really something. And having been invested in Genesis for more than seven years, Ryan is probably in a good position to make that assertion. But Genesis is obviously not Premier's only deal and not Ryan's either. Even during the pandemic, the firm has continued to deploy capital. We had the great opportunity to invest into just a absolute category creator, uh, a company called Seismic, who's the leading provider of sales enablement software. And this is a business that's just been really on fire coming out of the pandemic because what they allowed sales reps to do is get content into the hands of the buyers at the right point in the time. And, you know, you used to do that with printouts, but now you have to do that with smart presentations and PowerPoints and video and webinars, everything else. And so this is really about driving usage and adoption of all the great digital content that's out there in the world. So as you can imagine, the pandemic has been good for the business, but for us, it gave us, you know, we, we had the opportunity to invest. I guess we signed the deal in July and we announced it, we closed it in September. Even prior to the pandemic, Ryan says that the Premier Tech team had been looking closely at the idea of applying a more scientific approach to sales. Because we just think the world is going to go that way and better decision making is going to really improve efficiency. And what we've been looking to is our portfolio and what are the smart sales teams doing inside the portfolio. And it turns out our three largest tech investments all had recently adopted Seismic. 
And so that we, we pretty quickly said, hey, let's go meet these guys because they, they're obviously doing something special. He says that looking into the company, they saw an opportunity to disrupt the traditional sales process. You know, a lot of this comes from a view of enterprise software, which classically has been, you know, a sales rep jumps on a plane, takes a customer out, maybe does a demo, something social, dinner or, or whatnot, and, you know, hopefully closes a deal. But that's really an art of, about driven by relationships, you know, knowledge of an account and, you know, a persuasion process. And I think... As we have talked to a lot of the customers and buyers of IT out there, even just think about ourselves as consumers, the expectations have begun to change. We think about how much more research is being done ahead of ever meeting a sales rep or talking to somebody. And in fact, just preferences. We just, McKinsey just did a study. Almost 50% of IT buyers actually never want to meet the sales rep ever. And so like, think about that sort of just changes in terms of a everyone is geared for these in-person sales interactions and customers are really just dying for, hey, I just want to do this quickly, smartly, and efficiently. And the big unlock in all that is to change that from a mystical process into something which is methodical and data-driven. And that will change how people interact with technology and what technology needs they have. And so this goes everywhere ranging from data assets, good intelligence, to great content, to workflow systems and everything in between. And, you know, we just, we think this is a inevitable change that has been accelerated because of the pandemic, because, you know, classically there have been the field sales and the inside sales representatives. And today everybody's an inside sales rep because nobody's showing up on site. And so we've just had this great opportunity as an industry to reassess exactly what the right way to go to market is. And I think people are increasingly choosing a analytically driven approach. While tech buyers may be less and less interested in meeting their sales reps face-to-face, partnering with strong management teams is fundamental to Premier's value creation strategy. Yeah, I mean, so like so much of what our core philosophy is focused on backing smart entrepreneurs and great management teams. And, you know, part of the pattern recognition that we have is who are we going to work really well together with? And I think our overriding philosophy is to always be in a pull versus a push posture. And we really want our management teams to come to us and say, hey, can you help? And, and we hopefully can say, yes, we can, and not thou shall do this. And it doesn't mean that we don't want to have an aggressive posture to creating great value. We have a lot of pattern recognition. We have a lot of knowledge base in specific instances we can really help accelerate. But it's more just how you want to interact with teams. And I think that relationship dynamic is always really interesting because then you figure out who you really work well with president of Genesis, who just drove a tremendous amount of change between 2012 and 2018, actually joined Premier as a partner to lead our tech value creation efforts. So Tom Egemeyer joined two years ago now. He sits on the board of Seismic with me. It's just been, just been awesome. But as you think about people that can distill complex situations, which is our side of the job, but then actually get people on board and get the change management to really create value and get everybody in a company on board with something, He's got a tremendous skill at that. And, you know, it's, it's just been so great to partner with people like Tom. Now Tom's on, you know, our side too, and, and to see him in action as we try to influence, you know, and help out the rest of the portfolio. We've already seen that Premiera is not afraid to make atypical bets. One element of the firm's strategy, which is certainly atypical, is its allocation of two separate fund vehicles to a single deal team for deployment into a unified strategy. Ryan says this strategy was developed because the Premira team felt like they were missing out on deals that didn't fit the mandate of Premira's existing fund. 
The result is a flexible deal team that can invest in both minority and majority positions as they deem appropriate through diligence. A lot of it is to be able to go to companies and be able to say and have the ability to deliver on a simple promise, which is we want to find a way to back you and support you and accelerate your growth independent of whatever your capital structure or the transaction type ends up being. And if we are very focused on the same profile of company, which we're trying very much to be, and then we are able to say, hey, Mr. Founder, Mr. CEO, investors, we're agnostic to the type of the deal, but we have just real conviction in what you're doing here and we want to be your partner. That's really been quite powerful for us. And because it's just one team that's doing control deals and minority deals, it you know, allows us to be, we think, really focused in that. And so, you know, maybe before we were missing a tool in our toolbox, and now we're able to really holistically go after this market. And I think in technology in particular, this is really important because, you know, the reality is that there are just some deals that are never going to be control type situations. You know, we, we were getting bummed out. We were, we were missing them. And some of our best deals, you know, you, you were trying to get a square peg into a round hole and that, that wasn't working. So now let, let's just focus on doing what we really want to do, which is back great product companies with great leadership teams. I asked Ryan to tell me about an entrepreneur he's partnered with in a deal who's made a particularly strong impression on him. There's a lot of them. And maybe the one journey I think is just sort of a fascinating and gives you a sense of how we operate. There's a company that I have the pleasure of being involved with is Cinemedia, which dated back to Premiere into 2009, which was a company called NDS that we acquired and we took private. Once again, also in the middle of financial crisis, there's a, there's a lot going on then. And then a couple of years later, we ended up selling that company to Cisco for about $5 billion. It was a great deal for our investors. And... Six years later, Cisco changed their strategy. We ended up reacquiring that business back from Cisco at, at not that price. And the thing that was really interesting is that that deal was the CEO of NDS and the chairman of NDS at the time was a gentleman named Abe Poet, who became a premier senior advisor. And then we closely worked together. And so he was like the founding father of NDS. And then we closely worked together on the carve out of the business back from Cisco. And then the other thing which happened is we then need to recruit a management team. And actually just six months ago, we had the great honor of getting Paul Segre, who was the original CEO of Genesis, to join to lead that company. And so between Abe and Paul, so, you know, the first big software deal we did in the financial crisis, NDS, and then Genesis, which we obviously did in 2012, it's kind of been come full circle. So what Ryan's saying is, while COVID has forever changed the way a lot of things are done, and has accelerated the streamlining of some business functions, relationships still do matter in this industry a lot. It's really important to be a good partner. You know, long-term, we just, it's just so core to what we do. And we think the work we've done, you know, will pay off in spades. And that's why we're you know, excited to be 12 years into Menlo Park. And you know, we've got another, hopefully 20, 30 years in Silicon Valley to keep doing great things. This has been Chase Collum from PEI Media in conversation with Premier partner, Ryan Lanfer. That's all for today, but if you want to hear more episodes, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can visit our various titles online. Thanks for listening.